0: Honestly, I truly believe that if you are a coach or a mentor in any capacity, learning how to be a good client is part of the value of being in a program like that is part of the value of hiring a coach, joining a mastermind, whatever it is, because you need to be able to embody and model how you would want your clients to show up in those containers. Welcome, welcome back to the pod. I have a spicy solo episode for you, and this one is going to maybe feel a wee bit triggering, a wee bit tender, simply because I'm inviting you to really look at the places that you are stepping up and perhaps the places that you are falling a little bit short. But it's all in the name of you getting more of what you want, because something that I'm talking to a lot of people about right now is I want to have higher caliber clients. I want to have more self-led clients. I want to have higher ticket clients. I want to have more consistent clients. I'm sick of clients ghosting me. I'm sick of people violating our contract. I feel like my clients aren't getting the results that they're supposed to because they're not doing the work that they should and then they're blaming me. So, if you're feeling that way, just know that like you're not alone. These are conversations that I have with my clients. All the time. Like these are things that we're talking about in my beginner program, Online Coach Kickstart. These are things we're talking about in my high level mastermind, Online Coach Empire. Like these are always themes that recur. And I truly believe that when things like this come up in our business, when sticking points or when conflict or when disappointment comes up, it's always an invitation to look at like where can I step up more? Where can I tighten things up? Where can I clean things up? Where can I have better boundaries? Where can I not settle? Where can I hold myself to a higher standard so that a higher standard of people come into my world? So we're going to talk about what really attracts a high caliber of clients because it's not just like posting about how much you spent on mentorship. And it's not just having like a good welcome packet. It's not just having a good copy or good content and hoping that like that takes care of everything for you because there is a lot more that goes into high caliber, self-led clients, et cetera, et cetera, especially when it comes to embodiment and energetics. And if you listened to last week's episode with Robin, we went a lot deeper into like the kind of science and art of embodiment and energetics. So if you're curious about getting a bit of like a crash course on those concepts, definitely go listen to last week's episode as well. But for this episode, we are going to go deeper and get really specific about what it means to embody a higher standard that will then attract a higher caliber of clients. Because you will attract higher caliber clients when you hold yourself to a higher standard and show up that way and like truly embody and integrate that. So basically, if you're wanting more aligned, more self-led, more engaged, more high-level clients, you have to level up First. So I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kind of core principles for what this means from an embodiment perspective. And we're going to just knock them out one at a time as specific, tangible examples that you can go ahead and implement and apply to how you run your business and show up for your work right now. So the first thing is simply not settling, especially when it comes to the clients you accept into your world. Anyone who has been in business for any amount of time and has worked with like a number of clients has had that experience where someone has like some red flags, whether it is how they navigate like the sales process, whether it is the types of questions that they're asking, whether it is them blaming their past coach for all of their problems, whether it is just that gut feeling of like, "Mm, this this could go badly. (laughs) This could go badly. You know what I'm talking about. Like you have had that experience if you've been in business for any amount of time or worked with any number of clients. Like you have talked to someone who kind of was a red flag and you've maybe even still accepted them as a client. And I think we do that for two reasons. One is if we are in a place of maybe scarcity where we're like, well, if I don't say yes to this person, then that spot's not going to get filled, right? This this is the person in front of me and I would like the money and I would like the spot to be filled. And so it could work. Like, I think, I think it's good enough, right? It's that good enough energy. Or... This is something that I think is really, really common even if you have a successful business and it's not a question of like finances or filling the spot or whatever it is. You want to believe that the person is going to bring like their best self to the container. And this makes complete sense because if you're in the coaching space, if you're in the personal development space, if you're in the mentorship space, anything adjacent to that, like you see people's potential and you believe that everyone can improve and grow and learn and you want to be part of that process. Like you want to be part of the reason why they're successful because you see that potential in them and you see that drive or you hear how much they want to reach their goals or whatever it is. So you give them the benefit of the the doubt and despite your gut instinct or despite the red flags, you accept them as a client and lo and behold it gets messy and they're dramatic or there's a problem with their payments or they are an energy vampire or whatever it is. So if you want to have a higher caliber of clients in your programs, it has to start with not settling for the red flag clients or the clients that your gut is telling you that they're going to be a problem client (laughs) and trusting that if you say no to this person, that is a yes for the right person. That if you Do not fill that spot with someone who does not reach the standard, this elevated standard that you are now holding for yourself. If they do not reach that standard, you can save that space and trust that someone who meets or exceeds your standard will come and take that place instead. And it's a little bit of like a game of chicken with the universe. I can feel that way sometimes, especially if, you know, like you're in a financial place where you're like, you know, I really need to fill this program or I really need to Hit at least this much cash collected this month, whatever it is. But if you can start practicing not settling and holding that standard, especially when it's uncomfortable, you will see things shift in the caliber of clients and in the long run, you will save yourself so much time, energy, exasperation, legal fees, things like that by only accepting people who meet or exceed your standards. And this doesn't need to be this big dramatic like rejection thing. If you're turning someone away, it can simply be like, I don't think that this program is the exact right fit for you and perhaps refer to a different program, a different resource, something else that would be more aligned for them. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm getting red flags for you, right? (laughs) It can be kind and it can be empathetic and it can be vague, but do not settle for the red flags, gut instinct, no clients, ideal clients only. Okay. Now on the flip side of that, it's about how you show up in a coaching or mentorship dynamic as a client. It is practicing being the client you want to work with within your own mentorship dynamics, because a lot of people have grievances about their clients and the experiences they're having within their own business. And then they are turning around and doing that exact thing within their own mentorship dynamic. And I know this for a fact because it has happened to me. And I also have a huge network Of coaches, whether it's other business coaches, whether it's my clients, whether it's my peers, my friends, like there is very much a pot meat kettle situation happening for some people. So make sure that you look at and get really honest with yourself. Am I being the client that I would want to work with? Like, am I being my own dream client? Am I being self-led? Am I communicating? Am I plugging in frequently? Am I like engaged? Am I bringing Things to the table? Am I asking good questions? Am I self accountable? Am I taking responsibility for my results? Am I showing up for all the calls? Am I giving my mentor the type of like affirmation or feedback that I'd be looking for from my clients? Like, you could even treat this like an exercise and make a list of like, this is my wish list of my dream client. This is how they would show up in our work. Make a whole wish list and then look at like, which of these things am I actually fulfilling in my own mentorship or coaching dynamics? Like, Which of these ones am I embodying? And if you are missing any, then that's part of your work. And honestly, I truly believe that if you are a coach or a mentor in any capacity, learning how to be a good client is part of the value of being in a program. Like That is part of the value of hiring a coach, joining a mastermind, whatever it is because you need to be able to embody and model how you would want your clients to show up in those containers if you want to build a group program that's super engaged and has a great community and like gets people great results be in a group program and see how that's done right like learn how to be that client so that you can then set those expectations and lead people through that transformation yourself. Like there is so much to be said for what you can learn while being the client. And on that note, when it comes to being a client, I think another embodiment piece is investing in your own goals before it's easy, before it's convenient, before it's comfortable, because that's what you're asking other people to do, right? If you're a coach and you're facilitating a transformation, or if you're a service provider and you're taking people from a point of struggle or overwhelm with something to having the business or life that they want, you're asking them to shift into a new way of being. You're asking them to leave their comfort zone. You're asking them to make a financial investment, put skin in the game. And so if you're unwilling to do that. There is a lack of embodiment. There is a lack of authenticity. And when you are then having those conversations or leading people through making an investment decision or holding people in that discomfort, it's hollow. It's not embodied. It's not authentic. There's no depth there because you are not walking that walk. So again, there is so much to be said about being the client. There's so much to be said about walking the walk and doing the thing First, going first, truly being a leader before you're expecting other people to do that. Real quick, not to interrupt, but just in case you missed it, applications are officially open for Q one start dates in Online Coach Empire Mastermind, and our Cabo retreat spots are filling up quickly. Yes, we're going to Cabo. Spring 2024, OCE includes access to two retreats a year, and... This next one is going to be the vibe, not just a vibe, but the vibe like we're definitely going to work hard. We're definitely going to play hard and we're going to do it in a private oceanfront villa, private beach, infinity edge pool, in-house chefs just the full experience because I want you to be able to come and really anchor in to your next level. I want you to come and immerse yourself in that feeling of expansion and abundance and leave as a transformed CEO who has leveled up her belief in herself, her conviction, who has gotten some new strategies and tactics to run with, who has built amazing friendships with her biz besties, and has also like the most vibey aesthetic content to take home and post later as well. So it is going to be such an incredible retreat! The one that I hosted in Austin this past November got five star reviews across the board. So I knew we had to like up the ante. I'm always one who wants to one up myself. Like we are always wanting to up the stakes and go even bigger. So I have no idea what we're gonna do for the fall retreat, but that's a problem for my future self. I digress. The cobble retreat is gonna be amazing. Online Coach Empire in 2024 is going to be amazing overall. So if you have big goals for 2024, whether it's 10K, 100K months, Anything in between, this mastermind grows with you and is the ultimate immersive luxury mentorship experience. And I cannot wait to help you build the business and lifestyle of your dreams as you step into the CEO role of your very own empire. You can learn more and start your application at OnlineCoachEmpire.com. I'll also link it in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. Another huge, huge thing about having and holding and retaining. High caliber self led clients is being unapologetic about your boundaries and standards. So, similar to what we were saying before, but like not settling and not accepting clients into your world who do not meet or exceed your standards, that also applies to once they're already in your world. Like, that is a huge part of leadership. That is a huge part of mentorship is how you show, model, and embody boundaries and standards within your work. This could look like enforcing your contracts. This could look like upholding your communication boundaries or your communication timelines. This could look like, for example, this is a small thing, but in my mastermind, every single month, everyone completes a progress update. And a big reason why I implemented this is so that people get into the habit of reflecting on the past month, really taking accountability for how the month went, what went well, what didn't go so well, what was in their control that they could have done differently, knowing their numbers, and then also looking at the month ahead and setting goals, setting a vision. And then there's also space for them to like share a question or a thought Or if there's anything that they want me to be aware of, they can also put it there as well. So that's something that my mastermind clients submit at the beginning of every single month and they have to submit it before our monthly cohort calls, which I match everyone to a cohort depending on their type of business, the level that they're in, just putting them in the room with similar people. And we have small group cohort calls at the beginning of every month It is a expectation it is a requirement that they submit their progress update their monthly update before they can participate in the group call they can sit in on the call but like they're not going to like get hot seat coaching or i'm not going to answer their questions they're not going to be able to participate in the call until they have submitted their monthly update and that might seem a little harsh But I am willing to create that like micro amount of friction for that two minutes where they have to like pause and go fill it out and then come back to the call. Like I'm willing to create that micro amount of friction because I believe that that is in the best interest of the client and allows me to be a better coach for them, right? Like if they take two minutes, five minutes to fill that out, even if they have to like pause... Participating in the call for five minutes and then come back, that's fine. But the point is that they did their homework. The point is that they showed up prepared for the call and prepared for having a good month in their business. And so it would be easier and more comfortable if someone came to the call and hadn't filled out their update. And I was like, oh, it's fine. No worries. Like, what questions do you have? Right. Like, that would be less friction. Up front, but it doesn't make them a better ceo and it doesn't give me the like context for me to be the best coach on that call either so what's easy and what's best for the client are not always the same thing and it might again cause a micro amount of friction in the moment or you might have to have hard conversations or you might have to get your lawyer involved if there's contract problems or whatever it is but like at the end of the day Being unapologetic about your boundaries and standards only helps you and your clients be better. If the point is to run successful, sustainable, real ass businesses, then we have to treat them accordingly, whether it's as the client or as the coach or as the CEO. We have to treat our businesses seriously. Like we have to uphold our standards, we have to uphold our boundaries. Otherwise, why are they there, right? Why are they there? And I get that it can be uncomfortable at times, but if you can zoom out and connect to why that boundary serves everyone, why that boundary or that standard is in the best interest of all involved, it becomes easier to uphold. There have even been times where let's say a client is freaking out and they're like, I don't know if it's going to work and maybe I want out and maybe blah, 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 blah. And can you let me out of my contract? And we enforce the contract. We don't let them out of the contract. And then they're like, you know, a week, a month down the road, so grateful that we held the standard and held them to their commitment, to their goals by literally holding them to their commitment by enforcing the contract that they signed. Does that mean that you can never, ever make exceptions if there are unforeseen circumstances or whatever? Sure. But the point is that the default is that you hold the standards, that you hold the boundaries, and that is like the default mode. And if you decide to make an exception, it's because it is in the best interest of everyone and you want to. And I think that this part of the conversation is often the most uncomfortable for people. Like, actually being willing to not always people please to not always make everyone comfortable is one of the harder things when it comes to embodying that place of leadership and being the mentor, being the coach, being the entrepreneur that has high caliber clients. And then if we zoom out, another thing that I want to really emphasize is it's so much more than just Marketing. It's so much more than just the content. It's so much more than just the strategies, the tactics, the steps one, two, three of how to do the things. And it's so much about living a life and being the person that aligns with what you want, that aligns with that high standard. And so, for example, if we zoom out just beyond business, living a life that gets you lit up and has aspirational elements will undeniably attract a higher caliber of clients. Like If you are feeling like, well, my life is boring, my life is unesthetic, and my life is whatever, and I have nothing to talk about, and I have no unique points of view, I have no stories to tell, whatever – It's time to get out into the world. It's time to like explore. It's time to have some experiences. It is time to have your glow up era and start living a life that gets you lit up and like prompts you to start conversations and gives you stories to tell. Like if you are bored by your life, then yes, of course, you're going to have a hard time embodying that leadership energy and that aspirational energy and feeling proud and excited to bring people into your world because you're bored of your world, right? Like if you're bored of your own world, you are not going to be able to bring in people who are excited to be a part of it. If you are bored of your world, you're not going to be able to bring in people who are excited to be a part of it. I had to say that twice because it's it's important. It's It sounds simple, but it's so big. And if you can – build a life that you're excited to live and you're excited to bring people into, that will be contagious. It will be so much easier to create content. It will be so much easier to feel confident in what you have to offer people. You will have so much more to talk about. You will have so much better perspective because I find that when your entire life revolves around your business, then your business becomes your world. And let's say it was not a good week in business, or let's say you're having an issue with a client, or let's say you aren't seeing the early results you wanted in your launch or your content flopped or whatever it is. Any major or minor hiccup happens in your business. If your business is your world, your world is coming crashing down, right? But if your business is only part of your world and you also have a full life outside of it, it really helps you stay grounded and keep moving and stay like anchored in a abundant and like positive and grounded. Did I already say grounded (laughs) energy where the business stuff can kind of just roll off your shoulders? Like, yes, it's important. And yes, like there are real things that happen in business, but when you have a full life and when you have relationships and hobbies and passions and other things that you care about, then not only does that make you a much more interesting person with more things to talk about, but it also puts all the business stuff into perspective, right? So that's also huge from an energetic and embodiment perspective as well. And along those lines, just making sure you're consistently challenging yourself to be better. Like I know it's really easy to reach a certain level and be like, okay. Whew. I made it. Like I made it to 5K months. I made it to my six-figure year. I made it to full-time. I made it to like being comfortable, whatever, whatever that means for you. But you are either growing or you're dying is what I found in business. Like, yes, there are times where you can for sure put your business on maintenance mode and you can kind of take a step back. Like, for example, the first half of 2023, and actually a lot of parts of 2023 were very much that for me, whether it was buying our house or getting married or having like family stuff happening, whatever. Like there were times where I did have to put things kind of on maintenance mode, but you can't always live there because again, You're not going to be able to show up as a leader, first of all, but you're also going to fall behind because things are always shifting, things are always evolving, and you need to have a finger on the pulse in order to be a leader. And high caliber clients are attracted to leaders. They're attracted to innovators. They're attracted to people who are moving and shaking. And that doesn't mean that you need to reinvent the wheel constantly or like always be launching a new offer, but it means that you have to be like plugged in, right? You have to be looking at stuff. And I would say my business model is like pretty simple. It could be a lot more complicated, but I don't want it to be. We have the same core offers that we've had for multiple years now. We use a lot of the same kind of like broader strategies, but we're always innovating and tweaking the tactics. We're always tweaking and changing up the nuance. We're always refining. We're always optimizing. There's always things evolving with content or the marketing or how the program is run or whatever it is. Like we are always looking for these little refinements and that is what it is to be a leader. Like It doesn't mean that you always have to, again, reinvent the wheel or be doing like rocket science, but it means that you take doing the right things really well, very seriously and challenging yourself to be better. And again, zooming out even beyond business It's your habits. It's your energy management. It's your communication. It's your nervous system regulation. It's your fulfillment. It's your self care. It's your romance, whatever it is. Like always looking for room to improve. And trust me, I understand that that's not like a sustainable place to exist 25-7. There needs to be periods where you can just kind of rot on the couch for a second. (laughs) But consistently doesn't have to mean 25, seven consistently can mean that you are dipping into that space just on a regular basis, pushing yourself to be better and being honest about where you're playing small, being honest about where you're falling short, where you're not meeting the standard, where you're not being the type of person worth looking up to for the high caliber client that you want to serve and that you want to attract. So to tie this in a bow, it's really about walking the walk of what your ideal client wants to feel, do, and be. And if you can master that, then you will have no problem attracting and keeping high caliber clients. Do the things. And another thing that's important, do the things genuinely and do the things because they're the right things, but also document them so that your audience is along for the ride. Document them so that there's visibility but the key here is that it can't be performative like you can't just hire a mentor and like drop you know five figures on mentorship or whatever it is and like just so you can post about it and say that you did it so that people pay you like people feel that <laughs> people feel that disconnect people feel that hollowness if you're going to invest like do it because you know that that's your next level do that because it's truly an embodiment practice for you, right? So document, bring your audience along for the ride, but only if you can do it in a genuine way, like only if you can take the action and take the step in a genuine way and you truly believe it, right? And when you truly believe it, you you genuinely take the actions and you document it. Now they have a model for that higher standard that you're operating in and they feel called to level up just by being In your orbit. So that's really what it comes down to. To do a quick recap, what it takes to attract higher caliber clients is being a living embodiment of not settling and holding a high standard, especially when it comes to the clients you accept into your world, being the client you want to work with within your own mentorship and coaching dynamics, investing in your own goals before it's easy or convenient or comfortable, just like you're asking your ideal clients to do, being unapologetic about your boundaries and standards once clients do come into your world, living a life that gets you lit up and has aspirational elements, having a life that you're like excited about, excited to share, excited to bring people into, consistently challenging yourself to be better and looking for ways to refine And optimize and improve both in your business and out of it, and really just walking the walk of what your ideal client wants to feel, do, and be. I hope this was helpful. I hope it was valuable and gave you some ideas of where you can lean in and improve your embodiment so that you can really attract higher caliber clients this year. If you're ready to be a client and see how I do this within my programs and how I show up as a mentor and a leader, You can absolutely submit an application for Online Coach Kickstart or Online Coach Empire Mastermind, depending if you are a beginner or an established entrepreneur. I'll put the links for those programs in this episode description, and you are always, always welcome to slide into my Instagram DMs to chat through your goals, ask questions, what have you. I'm always happy to have a conversation about what is your next best step, refer you out to other programs or resources if the next best step is not one of my things. And always just happy to chat and cheer you on. So don't be a stranger. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And let's keep making bank.